Well, hello, and welcome to the Perspective Podcast, where we explore money through a spiritual lens. I'm Elle, a certified financial planner and a witchy old soul who just so happens to be going through a spiritual awakening myself. I launched this podcast to provide practical tips for stepping into your own wealth, purpose, and sovereignty as you navigate your own spiritual awakening. I lean on my own experiences in finance to look at money through the lens of energy, spirituality, science, and intuition. You'll gain financial knowledge to step into your soul's highest purpose and prosperity through a combination of episodes focused purely on financial terms, but also we'll explore a variety of spiritual topics as they relate to your money and wealth. If you're ready to step into ease and flow in your financial life and let that ripple across every single aspect of your life, stay tuned. Hi friends, I hope you're having a good week. I am back from a super relaxing trip to Costa Rica with my family and feeling so inspired and ready to come back to the podcast and share some more nuggets of wisdom with you and have our first guest on today. So um, Natalie Dick is someone who I've been working with for a little under a year and she has helped me so much in learning how to get into my body to truly remove blocks and patterns that I had no idea even existed. And I thought it'd be good to have her on because this episode piggybacks off of last episode where we talked about money blocks and I gave kind of an overview of how you can begin to work through those and identify those. But it goes so deep. It goes so far beyond just identifying the blocks. We have to learn how to remove them. And I wish we could just wave a magic wand and they could disappear, but it takes some level of inner work and sometimes an outside person to help us work through these things. And what I love about Natalie is she calls it energy play, not work. And it truly can be play if you let it. And working with somebody like her can help you learn how to play with energy, how to understand energy, but more importantly, how to feel, truly feel in your body when something is not right, Um, Because if we don't work through the physical body and we can't feel, then sickness begins to happen when traumas embed themselves in the body. And I know this firsthand because the reason I found Natalie was because I was going through some really rough physical symptoms after the birth of my son. And I'm not going to get into a tremendous amount of detail because a lot of it's really personal, but let's just say that. I had really severe insomnia and I still have really severe insomnia, which we've discovered was happening for a lot of reasons, both energetic and related to my lifestyle and how out of alignment I have become in managing high net worth clients in the financial world and the matrix, as I like to call it. Um, But when I found Natalie, she was able to start working with me to identify patterns in my life that might be causing this insomnia and the other physical issues I've been experiencing, but also learn how to ground myself and clear and remove some of these blocks. And this does impact our money situation, our financial situation, our ability to co-create with spirit, which some people like to call manifestation. 
And we cover all of this in the podcast. We're going to talk through how to do this. But I think it's important for you to hear all of the guests on this podcast stories of their own spiritual awakenings before we even get started. Because going through a spiritual awakening is a lonely process. I don't know anyone who's been through an awakening who was not lonely at the beginning. It goes through phases, right? And hearing other people's stories, hearing them talk about where they were and where they are now can be super inspiring and interesting. And I loved hearing Natalie's story because she and I are working together sort of on a professional level on a weekly basis. And I got to turn the tables this week and hear her own awakening story, which really parallels mine in a lot of ways because it happened over time. So I hope this gets you thinking about working with a professional, working with someone who can help you identify your blocks, because that will really jumpstart your healing process and help you level up financially and step into more alignment and ease in your life. So without further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Natalie today. Yeah, I thought we would first just start with introducing yourself because I know that you and I have been working together for a while now and um, you, obviously you've gotten to know me really well, but I don't, I haven't gotten to know you or, or so much of your story and of your own awakening and how you got into what you do. So if you could just explain to our listeners kind of what you do um, to start and who you are, that would be really helpful. Yeah. Okay. Where do I start with that? So, so I am, I guess I would call myself an intuitive energy healer. And um, where did my journey start? Do you want me to start with like how I work with clients or where my awakening? Your own awakening. Yeah. I would love to hear about your own awakening process because I think it's interesting to hear everybody's stories and how that came about and and when in your life, because it happens differently for everyone. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So first of all, I think the, the definition of awakening definitely is, it's very different for everybody. You know, you hear um, online that you can have your like Kundalini awakening, or you just have this kind of like thunderbolts come out of the sky and you, you have, um, you know, all of a sudden you're awake that for me, that, that wasn't the case. It was a series of shifts and cycles of energy as I know it now. Um, I think the first awakening I had was when I moved out to Vancouver. I I grew up in um, a very small town in Ontario, Canada, and was just kind of in a really stuck place in my life. Didn't really know. I was heavily programmed, grew up with a lot of trauma. and so going to, you know, distancing myself for the first time and being in a city that was, had a lot of nature, um, I was on the ocean, it was very um, healing for me. And I started doing yoga and started realizing like, oh, it feels really uncomfortable to sit still in my body. What, what is this? So I think my awakening process definitely has happened in many different shifts. The first shift moving to a beautiful environment where I could actually hear myself for the first time. The second shift was, you know, I was working in corporate then working for L'Oreal in business development and a very intense um, 
kind of corporate sales role. And I met my um, previous partner and moved across the country to Montreal and I left the corporate world. And so that, that was a really big one for me because I left my community. I had a, you know, a great job, quote unquote, I thought I was happy and um, made, you know, really good money and had all the, you know, checked all the boxes for, you know, typical successful happiness. And, mm-hmm. and then I left that and moved to a new city where I couldn't speak the language. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll just find a new job. No problem. Couldn't find a job. Took, you know, a call center job, ate a big piece of humble pie and all of my identity of who I thought I was crumbled real quick. And that's when I started. Um, I always knew that I wanted to be doing something in the holistic realm, but leaving, it was like a, a, a real sharp cutoff from leaving the, the corporate world, which, you know, your identity, it's basically, I've, you, you have all these little mini ego deaths along the way. And that was a big ego death for me was, oh, well, if I'm not Natalie in this corporate role, I would go out and I'm like, well, who am I? So then I started questioning myself. So it was like a really a big internal struggle. And then it, that awakening is when I started working one-on-one with clients in holistic nutrition, personal training. I was, you know, I was kind of scrambling to find my way in what I was going to do next. And I knew it was going to be in the, in the holistic realm. Um, and it was trying different things at that point. Oh gosh. Yeah. I was doing everything. I did personal training, I did herbalism. I did essential oils. I was a holistic nutritionist. I did functional nutrition and, um, on, and focused on women's hormones and digestion. So I was literally in this, um, kind of phase of gathering so much information, but it wasn't gathering. It was remembering because every time I learned about it, I was like, Oh, this is like, like, it was like an imprint that I already knew. Right. So the biggest part kind of, of my, the intuitive part of where I started to kind of come online and that awakening was, was when I started working with clients and um, in that one-on-one process, even though I was, you know, really rooted in helping them with their physical ailments, it was then that I started seeing and accessing more of this, the spiritual information. And then, and that's where I was really opening up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, how do I know this about this person? And I, I, it was like a download of information that was coming through me as I was kind of speaking to the client. And so that's where the more of the um, access to all of the spiritual information for me started really happening was in session with clients. And that's, I mean, how I was working then was kind of hiding, mm-hmm. you know, my gifts through, through working and kind of helping people with their physicality, but it was working in more of the energetics. Um, yeah, that was, so then how did you recognize that? Okay. That you were already gifted in that way. It was just through working with clients. And then did you yeah. with a coach at that point or was this so, all information? I mean, obviously you have a lot of gifts and I'm just curious about how you fostered well, that. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, 
I, I really truly believe I'm not special. Everybody has access to energy and the ability to tap into, you know, their intuition and, and it's going to come in in different information for everybody. Right. For me, I always knew, I always knew that I had these gifts as a child. I think every child has these beautiful gifts. Like you can just see children. They're so open. Right. But it's, it's the way that, you know, as we come into earth side as a soul and we're fully expressed as the child, that's who we are. But then the world gets a hold of us and we get all these like programs and family blueprints that like attached to us that we don't express that. Right. So it was through the, the process of working one-on-one with clients that I was starting to kind of um, where a muscle that was atrophied, I started to regain function of it. And it started to kind of come really online. And for me, you know, working with clients one-on-one for the last eight years, that's been, that's a practice that I've been working at, like, like I've been building that muscle of what my gift is. So I think every human on this planet has this, has this capacity to do that. And that's like, probably one of the things that I love teaching in my, in my sessions and in working with clients is that you can do this too. Right. So part of that awakening process for me was, um, was very challenging. And I went, you know, went through what was living in Montreal. Then I then went, moved to Chicago after that. And I, I remember I went to, um, a healer, a very world-renowned healer that um, who's my mentor now, his name's Kurt Hill and he's based in Chicago. And I went to see him and he was like, you know, we should probably get you some training on your gifts. I'm like, what do you mean? He's (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you have, you have a lot of energetic gifts. And and if you want to understand them, um, do you want to work under me? So I, I ventured into a three-year program called Advanced Psychosomatic Character Therapy. And it really, where I was working already in my knowing or in my, in, you know, in the abstract world of intuition and kind of pulling in information, I was now taking this course that gave all the science and the languaging around what I was seeing and what I was doing. So it gave me a lot of confidence because I was like, Ooh, this is, this is matching. I've got these gifts and I'm doing this already. And then now I've got the actual science behind what, what I'm doing. So that was really kind of a beautiful, um, synergy for me to kind of have these, the, the 3d kind of physical world, um, give me languaging for the abstract place that I was already kind of dancing in. So, yeah, that's kind of my awakening. It, it, it's been, it's yeah. a series of, I mean, and I think the awakening process is really different. Some people enter it where they, they have a nervous breakdown or they have um, a depression, right? And that is really the beginning of their wake, their awakening, which is kind of like the backlog of emotions that they haven't felt. For some people, they get physically sick. That's their awakening. And that's actually probably was the beginning of my awakening because I was, struggling with hormones and digestion that I was trying to go on the physical plane to fix it. So I think everybody has such a different and unique way of waking up. Right. And it's absolutely, yeah. I think you and I have a similar path to awakening. Mine started 
over a decade ago with, like you said, with basically my body, my physical body doing yoga. I was also into personal training. I was a personal trainer for, you know, a few years in college. And that's about when I started to have my first awakening was when I was working with the physical body and, you know, realizing that I could, you know, control what went into my body and it made me feel different. It made me feel better. And I had that same mentality of when I first started personal training, I thought yoga was a joke because I wanted to do high intensity (laughs) marathon training, you know, and I was a marathon running coach for years and it was like the harder and faster, the better. And then when I started to break down, my body started to break down and I had to leave that job because it was so intense. It was just too much for my energetic imprint. I'm not actually a high energy person really. Um, so I ended up leaving that and going right back into something else, high intensity in the corporate world. <laughs> so, yeah. and, you know, still hadn't figured it out yet, but I was starting to awaken. And then, like you said, gathering so much information, just immersing myself and learning for years while I was working corporate for many years, just, and almost withdrawing from society <laughs> for years just to learn. Yeah. That people go through that phase too, or you, just- yeah, it's the, the, the cocooning phase where you really don't relate to people. Like it, the awakening process, like in that real tumultuous stage of, uh, like, I remember when I left corporate, I, I remember friends would be like, do you want to come out? And I'm like, I don't have anything to say to you. Like, I don't, I don't know how to relate to you because I don't have a job to talk about. I don't know like, I don't know who I am right now. And it's that it's that real discomfort of sitting in kind of the void, right? Mm-hmm. Because what, what's actually happening is you're, you're letting go of all these like egoic structures, the identities, the, the false personas of who you think you are, right? And once these start to dissolve, you're in this kind of voidy space because that's where the soul starts to come in, the soul starts to come online and you start getting these glimpses of like, oh, that's who I am. That's the, that's the feeling you get these like little glimpses of like serenity and peace. And you usually find it in nature or in, you know, time spent alone. And it's in that stillness, you get that. Right. But then it's still like, well, I want to be the soul expressed. And then you're still struggling with these um, letting go of these identities that are still kind of structured in your body, right? Like they're still there and you're, you're really trying to navigate that. And that's that, that struggle, the cooking phase, right? I call it like it's, you're initiated to change, right? And these come in cycles of energy, right? And so the awakening process, I see it as a series of cycles of energy in all the developmental stages of your life, each phase is going to be very, very different. I agree. Yeah. And then even when you reach a new phase, you still go through a new set of challenges. It's never going, you're never going to be at the end of the awakening process. Mm -hmm. You're always leveling up in some way. You're always hitting new challenges and new, um, you know, learning new things, which actually I'm loving, but I know that listeners, yeah, but my it's, it's, it can be exhausting as well. And a lot of my listeners yeah. are people who are going through awakenings themselves and it can be overwhelming and there's definitely a grief process involved. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've kind of found you going through my third ego death, third awakening, which was, okay, I need to shift 
what I'm doing because, you know, I have physical issues as a result of this corporate job. You know, that's kind of where I am now. But, but I think, you know, hearing your story is just so interesting because you've come so far, you know, from where you were before, but you're still, you're, you're obviously still growing your business and still shifting things yeah. all the time. And it's just amazing to see how far you've come, but also where you're headed. And so I'd love to hear like how, what fears you were facing, you know, shifting into like your business now with the, mm-hmm. you know, working as a healer, essentially. I don't know if you call yourself a healer or an energy. Yeah. I don't exactly know what you call yourself because I found you. Through yeah. It's funny because I, <laughs> I don't even know what I call myself. And you know, I, I love, I love letting go of labels because labels I find are, um, they're, they're limiting, right? Like yeah. what one person thinks a healer is the other person will be like, that's hocus pocus, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, um, I'm a healer for sure. But, um, so what, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> I'm just curious about what, you know, what challenges you face stepping into your own business and doing Ah, yes. Okay. You know, from like a soul-based conscious business perspective, because you've obviously been doing this for a little while now, like how long did it take you to kind of figure out your groove and where you're headed, you know, what you're doing? Ah, So I love that you said, how long did it take you? I'm still figuring it out. I'm still still the student, still the student. And I think that that um, is probably the most potent advice I would give for any entrepreneur is you're always a student, you're always shifting, you're always changing, you're always expanding. It is a continual journey. So I think that probably the biggest fear for me was stepping in and saying, hey, I'm intuitive, like coming out of the broom closet. That was probably the scariest thing because, and I, and I, I think because, you know, it's, it's the old, it's the old um, kind of imprint of the witch, right? Mm-hmm. We have been hunted, we have been burned at the stake. So there is a, a deep level of fear of being found out, right? And being punished and being ridiculed. So that that imprint, that's a collective imprint on, I think all of us women or anybody who is really um, trying to tap into any type of healing. This is like, whether it's holistic healing, um, energetic healing, these are, you were labeled as a witch. Um, if you practiced herb, you know, herbalism, herbalism right. Right. Yeah. So, but so I think that that was the the, the biggest fear for me was actually stepping out and saying like, Hey, yeah, I'm intuitive. Yeah. Hey, I work with energy. And I think when I, you know, my sister and I both work, um, intuitively and she came, I was kind of labeled as a coach, even though I was doing that behind the guise of coach, like kind of like the, what I was presenting to the world, but I, I really needed to dissolve that title in order to really step in and say like here I am Mm -hmm. so that was the scariest part was actually really accepting who I was and presenting that to the world and that came with you know some pretty big backlash my parents are like but what you're gonna you're gonna tell people that you're intuitive and I'm like yep (laughs) and then you know, I, I actually have lost a couple friends because of it, because they don't understand it. And from their perspective, it's weird. And I understand that. So yeah, I, you know, 
stepping into who you are on a soul level, fully expressed is probably the, one of the most frightening things you can do because you're going to lose friends. You're going to um, be in the truth of who you are is going to shatter people's um, expectations of who you are, right? And people don't like that. So that was the, I think that was the scariest thing for me, but it was the, the biggest thing that happened in my business because it catapulted me into a, into a state of um, like my business catapulted financially successfully because I actually came out and became myself like, whoa, what a concept. So that was probably the biggest fear that I had was actually being me. That's amazing. And so, and after you did that, obviously I'm sure you met more of your soul family in the process of the people that you lost. I'm sure, you know, you lose people, but you gain people in your life, right? Yeah. Well, you realize the people who you were kind of attached to before you're attached to an identity that really isn't in line with the soul. Right. And so for me, I know that everything is energy, everything, the thoughts we think are projections that we put out into the world. The, the unconscious stagnancy within our body is the magnetic parts that pulls this reality to us. Right. So if you are operating, um, not from the self, not from the I am, not from the soul, you're operating from a structure of an identity or a construct outside of yourself. Energetically, that's not going to happen for you. Right. And, and I did, I kind of, I was, I would say I was successful, but I had like mediocre success in my business before that it was kind of touch and go, you know, I had a, a child in there. That's kind of hard to juggle, but then when I actually stepped into who I was energetically, that is when people found me. I didn't even have to do much. It was, it was magnetizing. It was magnetizing. So it wasn't like before in my business, I was really like kind of pushing that patriarchal kind of hustle that I took from corporate and brought it into my business before. And I was like, I got to do this and I got to like really push, push, push that's where I was functioning from when I just kind of stepped back into myself and became myself and expressed myself as I am. I didn't have to do any of the work. It just showed up magically, which I, I, I'm still floored to this day that I'm like, whoa, that this actually does work. When you actually step into the, the I am and the core of who you are, that vibrational resonance, which is you as an individual, right? that's who you are when you step into that um, and start expressing in that way. And I'm still learning how to express that. It's, it's a journey. That's when everything shifts energetically. It's a, it's a completely different thing. Kind of moved anyway. So we can move into speaking about (laughs) energy. We already have, you know, because it's, it's all interrelated. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know we wanted to talk about, you know, subconscious blocks to being magnetic, to manifesting what you desire. Um, and I don't know, you know, what your experience is in working with clients with subconscious blocks. Um, but I know you've worked with me a lot in terms of, you know, the blocks yeah. I have in the patterns. And I, I know you're really gifted in helping, you know, help clear those. And I know it starts in the body. I've learned so much from you in regards to the body and how everything begins there. So I'd love for you to 
just talk a little bit about that and how, you know, my listeners can learn how to look within themselves first, because all of the practical financial stuff, all the woo-woo manifestation stuff that you hear out there often is, you know, looking outside of yourself, but I think it, it does begin with us. Yeah. Okay. So First of all, the word manifestation I find is like a very trendy. It's um, so trendy. Like I really in the don't spiritual like world, that. it's like I manifest. Really da, 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 da. It's it's um. So if you look at manifesting and you think about like um you know practitioners and and big spiritual gurus like Eckhart Tolle and um you know the secret, it's they kind of really focus on well, it's kind of like what I would say is this toxic positivity where you're like, oh, well, if I just say these mantras, I am going to become rich. If I just think of this, you know, $200,000 every day, $200,000 is going to magically arrive in my bank account. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. So manifestation is, is um, I like to call it magnetizing because when you understand the energy of who you are because you're a very multi-dimensional being right we are we are a set of frequencies and vibrations constantly um interacting and communicating with the outside world and then the outside world is communicating with us so we've got the collective um kind of collective consciousness which is outside of us well it's not outside of us it's like we're creating collective consciousness but then collective consciousness is always creating us so there is there is a system like a highway of information that's within us and kind of kind of outside of us right so if we are thinking about our energy energy body right we've got the physical we've got the etheric body which is the the blueprint for the actual physical the physical is the simulation of what's going on in that um, blueprint then we've got the emotional body the mental body the causal body which is the collective body because again it's like a two-way system and then we've got the higher level spiritual bodies right so we are so complex and so multi-dimensional that when we are um, trying to manifest from a place that is coming from a a false version of us right you're not gonna get that because it's not coming from the true authentic space of your soul vibration right so if you look at somebody's energy field which i i work with energy the the energy field all the time um there are blockages that occur throughout our lifetime that that stop our flow of energy stop the flow of our soul being expressed which is like kind of the core line of energy and so you've got these blockages in the field and so if you are um you know everybody has experienced trauma in in their lifetime and this a trauma is an unfinished experience in the body and the body this is where our emotions live um emotion is energy in motion so every chemical process is an energetic process like it that is in the body right so within our body we've got all of these densities all of these kind of blockages that that block our flow of energy so sometimes when we are coming from um okay i want to manifest uh i don't know a hundred thousand dollars are you manifesting from 
the core line of energy of who you are, the, the worthiness of who you are, or are you manifesting from a projection of somebody else's desires? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can tap into other people's energies and we're really kind of outside of ourselves. So this is where manifestation doesn't, it doesn't work like that. It works when you are tapping into who you are, understanding where your blocks are. The subconscious blocks are the the scripts that are running that the nervous system has been collecting since childhood, right? Like the nervous system is just collecting information. And a lot of what we are scripting or kind of automating um, through our bot, like through our mind and what we're, we're thinking and feeling is actually not us, right? So it's my work in getting clients is to get you back to, like, I want to reflect back to who I see you as the soul, right? And it's as a healer, I don't go in and start removing blockages. You have to do that, right? This is, this is me mirroring back to you and getting you to tap into your energy body and understanding where your blockages are so that when you start to manifest or something, desire something in your life, you're really coming from the core of who you are. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so those blockages, obviously they occur from an early age and they just, if you don't know how to move the energy out, they stay within your body for years and years on end. That did that eventually lead to disease, right? If yes. Disease within your yes. body that manifests physically body, which is where a lot of people are coming from when they start going through a spiritual awakening is they haven't quite learned in our childhood or even adult life, how to clear that. And I know that's how I grew up in a normal middle-class, you know, American family, watched TV every day with them and went to college and did all those things. But I definitely never learned how to manage my emotions or how to clear that out. And it's something I'm still learning, obviously. Yeah. So if you could talk a little about that. Yeah. How, like how, what are your tips for, do you think everybody could benefit from working with a coach or can it start with, you know, meditation and, and just learning to body scan? You know, what are your recommendations? Well, huge. That's a, that's a huge one. And I love, you know, there's a, there's a, I love meditation. If you know how to be in your body, right. Most people meditate because there's so much discomfort in the body that they want to escape. Meditation can be used as a, a way to kind of escape into other dimensions. People want to, you know, access the spiritual realms. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to go in your body and deal with what's here on the planet, right? Like here inside your body. So um, I think the, I think the most important thing that we have forgotten to do is to feel, right? we are trained, we are kind of um, probably one of the most important things is that most people learn how to rationalize feelings. They think about their feelings. They don't actually go into the body and feel them, right? And this, so feelings, what we feel is, is not the emotion. The emotion is actually the energy, the stuck stagnancy in the body. It's the repression that you never got to express as a child, right? And I would say that the majority of us um, probably, you know, in those times, parenting was very different. You were a child who was never seen and not heard. You were seen, not heard, right? You, you weren't allowed to express. Other, It was like, don't feel that. So that's where the repression starts. So that 
is probably what I see most in clients is the repression. People don't know how to access that. It's stuck energy. And this is why I feel like energy work with people is very potent because when you get to the energetic source of the core wound, right? That's the, the emotion is this is the stuck energy. It's energy in motion, but it's actually repressed and stuck and stagnant in the body, right? So when we can allow ourselves to get into the energy of that emotion, right? And feel it. And feeling is the interpretation, the conscious interpretation of the energy in motion, right? It's, it's different for everybody. So the, the feeling is allowing yourself to feel it and move it through the body so it can be released. So it's no longer stagnant, right? So that, that is what I feel is the most important part of the healing process is allowing yourself to feel. And most people don't know how most people come in. They think I, well, they go into analysis and they go into um, trying to fix their emotional state through management, right? Management of emotions does not work. Feeling your emotion is your biggest connector to the soul because your body, whether it's emotions, um, mental, um, the physical ailments, the physical sensations that you feel, this is your body's intuitive communication system. It's always trying to talk to you. It's like, Hey, I've got the shoulder pain. Okay. What's in there. Oh, I'm really frustrated. I'm going to go to that spot and feel it. Right. This dialogue with your body is so potent because when you start understanding what the body's saying, this is the soul coming through in the communication system. And this is where you get really clear and um, what it needs and what it's saying, right? Does that, does that make sense? It does, especially since I've worked with you and I've seen it work firsthand and I definitely try, yeah. still try to rationalize at times when I do we, and I think we all do it. Yeah. We live in this world where that's, that's what we are accustomed to doing 24 seven, just rationalizing everything, explaining everything away. And it's really challenging to get into the body, I think for a lot of people. And, but very challenging. And I, and I think it's, you know, I would say probably, yeah, that when people come in, I'm like, what are you feeling right now? Well, I think I'm feeling angry because, and then they go into analysis. I, it's because of this and this, I'm like, no, no, I just want you to stay with the feeling, the mm -hmm. feeling, the feeling, the feeling. Right. So, um, and what's really powerful when, when people start accessing the feeling in their body, you can, they can access the heart this is the feminine, right? The feminine is the feeling in the body. The, the masculine is, is the awareness around the feelings and the, um, you know, the dot connector, the story, the putting it into a linear sequence of why it's happening, but going in and feeling by scanning the body and kind of going into the story of it, like, or the way that the body wants to express that story, the story then comes when you start to analyze it. So analysis is very important, rationalizing it and looking at it. That's super important, but we never go into the feminine feeling part of it. Right. So yeah, super where the healing is right. So yeah, so we're working with clients. Where do you see scarcity come in? Like, is it in the lower chakras generally, or is it, you know, how do you see that 
as, mm-hmm. as, a, as a healer, you know, but it's, it's something as a financial planner, I see a lot and I'm just curious mm-hmm. about, I'm sure you see that come up with clients. Well, it's funny because I, I work with the chakras, but I try, I try, again, I try not to stay too much in specific modalities because I stay within my knowing, right. And what I see, and I, I do love the chakra system. I've studied the chakra system. So where I would say I see, um, scarcity issues, scarcity is, um, scarcity in money is the same as scarcity in love. It's the same in scarcity in time, right? It's the same construct. And this is usually in the mental body, right? And the mental body, and again, it's, um, it's scattered throughout. It's a field of energy, but this is a construct that we have learned from the patriarchy. And it's, it's about, um, it really is such an imprint, like a construct that we, that is outside of us that unraveling from that, um, it takes a, it doesn't take a long time, but scarcity comes from the system and the society that we live in really. Um, that is not in, if we go back to, you know, a child, a child has no idea about scarcity, right? Like they, it's, it's non-existent. It does, it's not there because they don't have a concept of time. They don't have a concept of money. They don't have a concept. So everything is energetic when you're, when you're battling, not, I don't even like the word battle, but when you're working with scarcity, it really comes back to, um, a lot of family patterns too, that it's, it's, it's around time, love and money and abundance is, you know, the opposite of all of that. And so we are naturally very abundant beings energetically, but it's, it's unraveling those systems within the body and they can be layered all throughout. I would say a lot of it does come from the root chakra because that's mostly where our, our sense of safety comes from. Um, but I do see it a lot in the solar plexus. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's something obviously that I see working with clients in the financial space a lot. And, you know, I agree that, you know, we're more than just our chakra system. Obviously you've got the seven yeah. energetic body, but working through those blocks is key to like you mentioned magnetism and, you know, to opening up your life more to abundance and being just, I think receiving and giving, you know, it goes both ways mm. to be able yeah. to give freely and receive freely and not feel guilty. You know, if something comes in, that's positive. Um, and that's something that I've seen with clients as well, working with them. And, um, you know, I know I'm still working through my own scarcity, but I think most people in our, oh, me too. we all have it. <laughs> and I don't, think it, I don't think it goes away. I think it's just something that you work through and realize that it's not, it doesn't yeah. hold you back. It's, it shows up in different layers, right? And this is like, um, we have these real um, kind of scripts or deep, deep core wounds. And how the, how the body kind of speaks to me is what I try to teach people to, un, it's this unraveling, right? It's an, un, you don't just go boom, straight to the core wound all the time and kind of break it up and blast it up. Sometimes that does happen, but it, comes in through the layers, right? Where scarcity may be in one layer over the heart, 
-hmm. It's like, let's dissolve that. That's a very certain situation that's brought on by a certain trigger outside of ourselves. And it's making us to, you know, the trigger is um, a, a good indication. If you're triggered, it's like, okay, where is the scarcity? Go within and figure out the unresolved issue within the body. Cause that's what's happening. If you're triggered outside, if you're all of a sudden, um, worried about money and there's, you know, something that you read or something that you watch on the news, God forbid, do not watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> no worse. <laughs> Stop watching the news right now. Um, that's going to trigger a wound, uh, within you. It's an unresolved issue. So working in what is the first layer of that unresolved issue? That's where you need to go. Where do you feel that in the body? What is it telling you? This is such wisdom your body has such wisdom and you need to listen to it so it's like the feelings are the first indicator of what is going on so the triggers outside of yourself the feeling that you're having that's an implicit memory okay that's an implicit memory that once you start doing the work you may discover the explicit memory right the 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 one where you're like oh yeah that's a memory when mom told me that money doesn't grow on trees, right? That's, that's imprinted in your nervous system. So as you're kind of walking through life, navigating, you've got all these triggers around you that are helping you, your body is responding to a trigger that is an unresolved, implicit memory, usually to start that could be brought into an explicit memory. Okay. Does that, that make sense? So it's really important to to understand that scarcity is all around us. It is the program in which our whole world is functioning on right now. Like we are not in an abundance model. So that construct that we are working in right now is, is pretty challenging. It, it takes everyday check-ins with your body being like, wow, I'm feeling this, but this is actually not mine. This is an implicit memory of a download that my nervous system picked up from childhood or whatever. So that people are taking the time just to no. be still, you know, and I think that's no. the key too, just to be still and to listen and to take space for yourself. Cause we're the society we're living in right now. It's, you know, go, go, go turn on Netflix. You know, there's just so much to do. Yeah. So few people are sitting back and taking the time to listen. I think that's key. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're really, um, and that's where most people are operating outside of themselves because they're in these automatic behavioral loops, right? right? They're in automatic thought pattern loops that are creating the reality. And that's not your true reality. That's not the soul that you are who wants to be expressed to create the new reality for you. You are in a construct outside of yourself. You're in a behavioral loop that's not really working for you and you keep thinking and repeating the same things right and it's that unconscious behavior being us but this is where the awakening process is happening people are waking up right so yeah it's a it's a process it's it's non-stop process it's non-stop and i think like you and i've talked before that people who are awakening start to wake up to that and then straight then go to the physical you know okay let me work on the yeah. physical I'm trying to figure this all out this isn't working for me I need to do th all these things differently and it's all we're always going 
maybe to a different doctor or a different practitioner or a personal trainer or even a therapist, you know, mm, but yeah. it's all, let me work on my physical body, try to figure all this out, what's happening well, to me instead of it, feeling and going inwards, you know? And I, I love that you just said that because we have, we've grown so accustomed to compartmentalizing everything. Like we're like, oh, well, I feel sick. So that's, I'm going to go over here and do that. And that's kind of what the, the modern medical system is set up. It's like, well, you have a heart problem. It's going to be dealt with the heart. And I'm like, yeah, but the heart's connected to every other thing in the body. Right. So it's, mm -hmm. it's this kind of, um, categorization uh like even when you go to therapy you're you, sometimes depending on the therapy you're working in one area which is kind of the mental body right and the emotional body if you have somebody who's working somatically but then there's the energy and then there's your physical body and then there's the spiritual body that's all kind of layered all on top so it's it takes an all hands on deck approach to really unraveling the the version of you that you want to be expressed, right? Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I think everyone is in different stages of awakening, of waking up, waking up to that. And, um, you know, obviously your work is really important there because you're helping others Thank you. work through the energy. And so how can people find you if they want to work with you? So you can go to my website, nataliedick.com. Um, uh, I have a an inquiry call. I just set that up. So if you're interested in working, um, with me one-on-one, -on -one, I have packages. Um, soon I will be having a course coming out in January, learning about the multidimensionality of who you are. So all aspects of you, which I'm super excited about, that's going to come out in January. So if you want to get on that, uh, wait list. I'll probably have a link on my website soon. So, and you can find me on Instagram. Um, I am Natalie Dick. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights on energy. I know I really appreciate all the work you've done with me. Oh, and, thank you. It's um, been fun. Continue working with you, but we're so, so grateful to have you on the podcast. And I hope we can have you on after you launch your, uh, your class in January and hear more. Yeah, I would love to. Thanks for having me for being here. Well, that's a wrap on episode six of the Perspective podcast. I truly cannot recommend Natalie enough after having worked with her for a while and worked with many other people over the years. She has this way of just seeing into your soul into your energetic body in a way that no one else does. And I think the lightheartedness of working with her as well as her gifts are just completely unparalleled. And you could probably get a sense of who she is just by hearing our conversation today. So if you feel compelled to reach out to her, you have her website in the show notes. And we also mentioned it on the podcast and I'm really looking forward to the next few episodes because they will continue to build on what we're learning and we'll be throwing in some Finance 101 series episodes as well as more guests that I'm really, really excited about. So if you enjoyed today's episode, I would absolutely love and appreciate a review, a subscribe, a comment on Instagram. As you guys know, I'm still very new to this space. And the only way that more people can find this wisdom is if you share 
and I would be eternally grateful. You can find me at Spiritual Perspective Podcast on Instagram and spiritualperspectivepodcast.com. Catch you later.